Hola, hello, bienvenido, and welcome to the Clear Birth Podcast. I'm your host, Annette Perel. If you're new here, welcome, bienvenido. Take a look around at previous podcast episodes and let me know what you think. If you are a returning guest, gracias. Thank you for coming back. Today, we'll be talking about advocacy. Most of us have been told that we need to advocate for ourselves when it comes to our health care. But how do you start? I'm going to provide tips and tricks for advocating for yourself. Hiring a doula is one way, but I'm going to share some tips to help you become more comfortable advocating for yourself. Before we start the show, I want to do a little housekeeping. Throughout the episodes, you will hear me refer to the segments as trimesters, just like in pregnancy, first trimester, second and third trimester to introduce a new segment. And instead of side notes, I will say Braxton Hicks, which will provide information that adds value to the episode or story or to further explain a point. Now that we've cleared that up, let's jump into the show. First trimester, say her name. I want to take time to acknowledge Black women who have passed due to neglect. The statistics show that the maternal mortality rate for Black women is three to four times more likely to die from birth than white women. And the majority of these deaths are due to bias and neglect. Today's mother is Dr. Shanice Wallace. The tragic death of Shanice Wallace, a Black pediatric doctor, due to postpartum complications, has brought attention to the racial disparities in maternal mortality rates. Just two days after welcoming her daughter Charlotte with husband Anthony Wallace Jr., Dr. Wallace passed away on October 22nd. Dr. Wallace's baby was born four weeks early via C-section after she developed symptoms of preeclampsia a blood pressure condition that can lead to serious complications if left untreated. Over the next two days, Dr. Wallace underwent emergency surgeries for various complications, including a ruptured liver, high blood pressure, and kidney dysfunction. Despite her valiant fight, she tragically lost her life. This devastating incident shed light on the disproportionate impact of maternal mortality on Black women. Studies have shown that Black women develop preeclampsia at a rate 60% higher than that of white women. Additionally, data indicates that Black women are affected by maternal mortality at significantly higher rates compared to their white counterparts. The exact reason for these disparities remain unclear, but factors such as pre-existing health conditions, discrimination in the healthcare system, cultural bias in the medical education, and limited access to reproductive and preventative health care may contribute to these alarming statistics. In wake of this heartbreaking loss, the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecologists paid tribute to Dr. Shanice Wallace during their 2020 virtual conference, acknowledging her dedication and the disparities she faced. A GoFundMe campaign has been created to support the Wallace family during this difficult time, highlighting the outpouring of support from the community. Dr. Wallace passing 
serves as a stark reminder of the urgent need to address and eliminate the racial disparities in maternal health care to ensure the well-being of all expectant mothers. Dr. Shanice Wallace, we will always remember you. Second trimester. For most of us, going to see a medical provider usually consists of informing our provider of a concern, and when they prescribe a remedy, we are on our way. If this is your experience, being told to advocate for yourself can be stressful. Where do you begin? What questions should you ask? I'm here to give you some tips to help you feel more confident and reassured when it's time to advocate for yourself in every situation. Advocating for yourself in medical situations is crucial for ensuring you'll receive the care and support you need. In this first part, I'm going to provide you with 15 tips on how to advocate for yourself effectively while maintaining productive conversation with medical staff and avoiding antagonism. One, educate yourself. Research and gather information about your condition or medical situation. Understanding your rights, options, and available treatments will empower you to advocate more effectively. If you are giving birth in a hospital, read the Patient Bill of Rights to get familiar with your rights. 2. Choose a supportive birth team. If you're expecting, assemble a birth team that aligns with your values and supports your birth preferences. Consider including a doula who specializes in birth advocacy to guide you through the process. Three, establish clear goals. Determine your priorities and preferences regarding your medical care. Communicate them clearly to your health care provider, ensuring they understand your desires and concerns. I recommend when you're making your appointment, inform the receptionist that you would like to have an extra five minutes after your exam to ask questions. I would ask a question at each appointment as opposed to asking all of your questions at one appointment. Four, build a rapport. Foster a positive relationship with your healthcare provider by establishing open communication and trust. This will lay the foundation for effective advocacy. Five, ask questions. Don't hesitate to seek clarification or inquire about your medical situation, procedure, or treatment options. Being well-informed enables you to make the informed decisions. Six, listen actively. Give your medical team the opportunity to explain their perspectives and recommendations. Actively listen to their expertise while remaining an engaged participant in your care. Seven, express concerns respectfully. If you have a reservation or a doubt about a particular treatment or procedure, respectfully voice your concerns. Use I statements to express your feelings without sounding accusatory. Eight, request more time if needed. If you feel rushed during an appointment, don't hesitate to ask for additional time to discuss your concerns or to gather your thoughts. It's important to make informed decisions. Nine, seek out a second opinion. If you're uncertain about a diagnosis, 
or treatment plan, consider consulting another healthcare professional to gain a different perspective and ensure you've explored all of your options. You can request this from your provider or your insurance company. 10. Utilize written communication. When discussing complex medical information, ask your healthcare provider to provide written explanations or summaries to help you fully comprehend the details. 11. Keep a record. Maintain a personal health record documenting your medical history, procedures, and medications, and relevant conversations with healthcare providers. Ask to record the conversation for your reference. This recording can help you recall the details and ensure continuity of care. 12. Involve a support person. If you feel overwhelmed during medical appointments, have a trusted family member, partner, or friend accompany you. They can provide emotional support and act as an advocate if needed. 13. Maintain composure. It's essential to remain calm and composed during discussions with medical staff. Communicate your concerns assertively, but avoiding being confrontational or antagonistic, as it may hinder productive communication. 14. Seek common ground. Look for areas of agreement and shared goals with your health provider. Identifying common interests can lead to collaborative decision-making and positive outcomes. 15. Consider alternative dispute resolutions. If a disagreement arises, explore mediation or involve a patient advocate to facilitate constructive conversations between you and your medical team, aiming for a mutually satisfactory resolution. Remember, to effectively advocate for yourself in medical situations, following these tips, Educate yourself in your condition. Assemble a supportive birth team if applicable. Establish clear goals and communicate them. Build rapport with your healthcare provider. Ask questions and actively listen. Express concerns respectfully using I statements. Request more time when needed. Seek second opinions if necessary. Utilize written communication for complex information keep a personal health record, involve a support person. By following these guidelines, you can advocate for yourself while maintaining productive conversations with medical staff and avoiding antagonism. Advocating for yourself in medical situations is crucial to ensuring you receive the care and support you need. I hope you found these tips helpful and that you feel confident to effectively advocate for yourself while maintaining positive interactions with medical staff. By following these tips, you can effectively advocate for yourself in medical situations, ensuring that your needs and preferences are respected while fostering productive conversations with medical staff. third trimester. Story time. I had a client who was with a high-risk practice. And generally what that means is that even if you're not a high-risk patient, you will be considered high-risk 
just because you're in a high-risk practice. Unfortunately, her insurance only had this one practice for OBGYN services. She would not be able to change practices without paying for her care out of pocket. And as we know, birth in the U.S. is expensive. The upwards of four to $5,000 out of pocket. And if a cesarean is recommended, the upwards of $10,000. The practice policy for delivery was to induce everyone at 40 weeks. Braxton Hicks. Here's a statement from ACOG, American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology. Their policy for post-date states, a pregnancy that lasts longer than 42 weeks is called term or post-term, but problems occur in only small numbers of post-term pregnancies. Even though this is their statement, most OBGYN practices are allowed to propose a different policy. When she spoke with her doctor about her concerns about being induced at 40 weeks, she was able to negotiate going in every three days after her due date for a non-stress test. A non-stress test is to determine the fluid levels, Monitors are placed on the abdomen to assess if the mother is having contractions, another monitor to assess the baby's heart rate. This negotiation was one that the practice was comfortable with. Braxton Hicks. You cannot be forced to go in for an induction, but they will have a strongly worded conversation around the health of your baby. Let's be honest. If there's not a medical reason for an induction, post-date alone is not a reason to recommend an induction. Asking for a week and five days after your due date is considered a reasonable request based on ACOG's definition of post-dates. My client felt good with the concession and was pleased when her labor started at 41 weeks and five days. When we arrived at the hospital, she was six centimeters dilated. Yay! They wanted to start Pitocin to speed up her labor. My client asked questions and advocated for herself and decided to wait. She made great progress, and when she was fully dilated, she pushed out a beautiful baby girl. At our postpartum visit, the client felt confident about her experience because she was able to advocate for herself and her baby. Labor, a little birth inspo. Birth is a reminder that we are all connected, that we are all part of a greater whole. As midwives, we have the privilege of witnessing this connection and helping facilitate it. Claudia Booker, Black midwife and author. I hope this episode is helpful to you. Advocacy begins with you and how you are cared for. Asking questions is the best way to determine the next steps you need to take in regarding your care. Keep asking questions until you feel understood. Keep asking questions until you understand all of the procedures involved with your care. With the right support and preparation, you can have a positive and empowering birth experience. Advocating for yourself, not just in your birth, 
but in everyday life. Braxton Hicks. I would like to take a moment to read a review. The Clear Birth Podcast with Annette gets into the niche topic of doulas and birth. Annette's very good at making her guests feel comfortable and ask the questions that spark some interesting conversations on what it's like being a doula and the birth process. You will learn a lot from the podcast on the subject. Annette proves herself as an expert in her field with each amazing episode from The Red Bearded Salesman. Thank you for listening. I would appreciate it if you would leave a review and rate the podcast five stars. It helps other people find the podcast. Please check the show notes for resources from this episode. I love to hear from you and will read your review on a future episode. If you have any questions or comments, you can also send me an email at clearbirthpodcast at gmail.com. Happy birthing! This podcast was edited and managed by Wordy Productions.